Welcome to the Doom is Dead podcast, a show all about how dead Doom is. I'm your host, Human Bones, and I'll be your guide as we make our way through the graveyard of this once great game that absolutely nobody enjoys today. Our guest on this episode is none other than the Motherlode, the leader of the In the Keith community. Recorded live at QuakeCon 2019, the Motherlode joins Do and myself as we delve deep into the joys, struggles, excitement, trials, and tribulations that come with running an online gaming community. The Doom is Dead podcast is sponsored by In the Keep and the Drowned God Catholic. All right, here we are. I guess we could call this a co-production of you know the Doom is Dead podcast and In the Keep. I am Human Bones. We're here live at QuakeCon. I'm Do, and I flew here from Europe. You flew from Europe. <laughs> and we're here with Motherload. Oh, what's up? I'm the Motherload. What country are you from again? I didn't ask. Czech Republic. The Ch- oh, okay. Did we talk recently? Uh, no, you I- have a fellow Czech guy. Um, it's not Czech Republic, though. It's Czechia now, yeah, right? Yeah, that's the short term for it. Okay. You can use both. Who was it when I was who was I talking to? Um he like hangs out in Z Damon a lot from the Czech Republic. God damn it. ASX? No. No, apparently Manage, there's three. Manage. No? No. No, I'm gonna sound like an asshole. I'll think of it before the end of the show, but here's the microphone back. Yeah, no, we had uh you were nice enough to have me on your podcast a couple of months ago, and since then I've been talking about returning the favor. I think it's really cool. We've gotten a chance to know each other a little bit and kind of connect our communities. You know, I think I think for a while Doom and Quake were were very separate, um, and so now they're starting to they're starting to meld together. And I think in order to keep games that are you know twenty five thirty years alive, you have to have a community full of people that are you know in the same mindset that um, are kind of working together and. You know, all the drama of the past, uh, you can't really hold on to that stuff. So it's cool to see sort of the direction that we are heading into. So uh, I would like to ask, because for me, uh, this this merger that's happening is kind of like I wasn't part of it. So how did you get into, like, do was that Bones who came up to you or was that, like, uh, your curiosity? Okay, uh... So I'll I'll actually tell the story of how I first played Doom. I was on my honeymoon, and my wife and I were in um, Colorado. We had a hotel booked for a week. We were gonna you know, spend the day in the mountains and everything. We we were st- we stayed one night in Greeley, and then we were going to Denver. And she, as we were loading up our luggage to go to Denver, um, tripped on the curb and broke her foot. Uh, and I had to take her to the hospital, but we still had to like a, you know, a long time before we had to be where we we're going. This is our honeymoon. We're going to enjoy it. So, uh, we get to Denver after she'd been to the hospital, she broke her foot. Uh, it was bad. Like she couldn't walk for a few days and you know, there's, um, plenty of things in Denver for someone who's laid up in a bed to enjoy, but I could not enjoy that. So I decided to spend time with her, but I wanted to play Doom and I saw that this is Doom 2016 had just come out and I wanted to play that. Um, but the hotel's uh, internet sucked bad. Like I couldn't download anything. But then I, uh, when I, when I bought it, I bought 2016 on, on uh, Steam. I 
got this message and it was like, oh, you can get Doom for five bucks and Doom 2 and like this whole package for 15 bucks. And I was like, fuck it, I'll buy that. And the files are so small, I just downloaded them right then and there. And I couldn't get the other one to download in time. So I just played through Doom 1 and 2 uh, and Final Doom and Master Loves of Doom 2 all in you know a week while I was just hanging out with my wife who was like crippled. <laughs> and and I like enjoyed it so much and it just like really left a mark in my head. And by the time I got to uh, Tucson where I now live, I ended up playing Doom 2016 as well. And I always enjoyed the single player from that point on, which is, you know, if you think about it in years, as three years ago. Uh, so I'm pretty new to the whole experience, but I never played multiplayer Doom at all. I, I had no experience whatsoever in the, until I talked to Bones on, on our podcast. And I, at that point, like having heard everything that was going on, like this is still an active community and it's worth getting into, I really got curious about it. And I, I got... Uh, Z Damon, which came on later, and uh, before that, Zandronum, which Nationwide Moose of the United States Quake community um, helped me set it up and everything, because it is a pain in the ass. I like a lot of the things that you can do with Zandronum, but I don't like the uh, user interface as much as I like, say, a Z Damon. And he sort of like slowly introduced me, like, you can play survival, you can play co op, and all that sort of thing. And uh, on, on Zandronum, uh, another guy that works with the Keep, or uh, who is really a founding member of the Keep, Spaced, he started setting up these really cool co-op servers, and we were playing like Brutal Doom and shit like that. And I got really into that; like I started doing it every day. I was like, "Oh, this is kind of all I want to do." Uh, the competitive side, I don't care for. I'm gonna, I'm, to be completely honest, just in my short experience with it, compared to Quake, I don't really want to play classic doom deathmatch that's just my personal opinion so i will be honest about that but i do respect it as an art form and if i were spectating it i enjoy it every time but it's it's like more simplified version of quake so so if if you are already into quake maybe going back it can be hard one one dimension basically (laughs) to to uh yeah to to go from rocket jumping and mouse aiming and like just shooting off walls and all that kind of shit to back to doom which is basically just flat in deathmatch it it is frustrating for me personally but overall i just fell in love with the fact that doom is so customizable and you can do anything you want with it and that's not true for even for quake world even though you can program a lot of shit into it you don't not you'll never have the freedom that you have with the doom engine and and it's magical to me yeah, and there's endless content to just go through in in the survival modes and everything. Yeah, so, yeah, that's that's a fun fun for a, a long time. Yeah, yeah. So, how long has In the Keep been in existence? Um, I mean, I only really found out about it. I think Nationwide Moose started showing up in the Odomex Discord and the Z Damon Discord, and through him. You know, he was advertising his server, which is the U.S. Quake community. Um, and I I noticed that they started to join, you know, some of the people from there started to join our server. And so I said, well, you know what, let me go check this out. Because I actually started playing Quake before I played Doom. I would sit, when I was five or six, I would sit, like, on my dad's lap. And we'd, we'd dial up through AOL, and we'd play Quake 2 online. Um, so Quake, to me, is is just on the same level as Doom. So I said, you know, maybe I should go check this out. And then we got to talking um, and I found your community. So I was just curious, you know, 
how long have you been around in the Quake community, and how did you, uh, you know, how did you sort of start this um, this Discord group? I mean, I don't know if you do anything else outside the Discord community or not. So the Keep um, really, I guess, took took off in was it 2019 now? Maybe a year ago is when we like really got serious about the discord. Like I'd always play pickup games and that was kind of our thing at first is like, we just want to have a place that we can all meet up and play quake Quake champions at the time is we're all really into that. Um, and a lot of good people like, uh, I kill pigeons. Who's also previously on the show, uh, star centurion, uh, princess fuzzy. I hope she's still around. I haven't heard from her in a while and, uh, spaced, you know, and, uh, later on like smango uh, of, quakefans.net he actually got tired of running his own discord and kind of like let us absorb it so uh i guess we'll, we'll call it a year ago we really got serious about like let's design like the ultimate discord for people who enjoyed this type of game to i don't know if you've noticed how it's set up i have it set into categories so that people you know will be able to block whatever they don't want to hear. They can mute it. If you don't like Dusk, you don't have to hear from the Dusk people who are the most active people in the community, like by far. Um, but if you want to hear about Doom, you can. Or the other option is you don't you don't mute it or and you feel free to kind of like just go, go to the main channel where everybody chats and get exposed to games that you may enjoy. So if you if you come from the Doom community, my intention was that, yeah, we can talk about Doom all day. Um, perhaps you will enjoy Dusk because as far as I understand it right now, the plan with Dusk is to, you'll be mapping in Trench Broom and doing basically all the same customizable things that you could do with Doom. And I know a lot of people log into it now and don't see that, but that is the underlying plan as set by New Blood. So I I just figure like, if you like Doom, you'll probably like Dusk. And if you like Quake, obviously you have a reason to at least enjoy the idea of Doom. If you anything, a master arena is another one. Like Unreal Tournament players, uh, a lot of them are really frustrated, kind of with the way that Epic has treated Unreal Tournament uh, because they abandoned it for Fortnite, essentially. Which I hate, but they need to know. In my opinion, they they should know. Like, hey, uh, Jerem is working really hard on this game that is in the Unreal Engine. It is amazing. It's like so crisp and pristine and they've been working on it for years and years and years and and master arena just inspired me like these people need to know that there is a game for them so i try to promote games like that i did the same thing with open arena a lot of people come from quake 3 and they're fresh because in my opinion right now the quake 3 community is really sort of broken up which is a shame because i got into quake 3 first and when i was in high school and i didn't really understand it at the time but you know, later on, I like I really developed a love for that game. But Open Arena for Quake Live players or Quake Three players is essentially a carbon copy of Quake Three or IO Quake Three that you can enjoy um, without all the bullshit. And they've programmed in uh, through mods like Rat Mod and AfterShock. They they made it accessible such that the D lag is so good, like comparable easily with Z Damon that you might log into a server and, and you know, you, you could be from Pakistan. I've seen this happen and play with someone in North America and have the ping difference is astounding, but it feels the same. And I don't understand why anybody would not want to be able to experience that. So 
I guess the, the, the goal of the keep and the reason why it started was just my attempt to kind of bring communities into one house instead of having segmented, I don't want to call everybody toxic, but don't talk about that here. Well, we don't, we, this is a doom server. So we don't talk about quake here. We don't talk, you know, like that kind of bullshit. I, I don't dig that. So that's pretty much what it comes down to. Yeah. And I think that's, that's sort of similar to what we're doing with our server. I mean, it's obviously it's, you know, that's the multiplayer doom federation, but it's still trying to connect all of these fragmented groups of people that have maybe otherwise been, um, disenchanted with the, the toxic people, as you say, um, in the community. The community overall was fragmented. They barely talked to each other. Uh, they both completely like ignore that something like multiplayer exists. So we've been there as well, like this, this fragmentation. Uh, then obviously there was also the three multiplayer ports that didn't talk and the, the communities got pretty much gated uh, over the time. So MDF is really trying to break these walls down uh, as well. Uh, and I guess so far, yeah, we've been uh, pretty successful in, in bringing people together and maybe even keeping the, the trash out. <laughs> How would you say like your effort is going? Like, do you see recent growth? Uh, yeah, so in, as far as Doom goes, like exponential growth. Uh, I think that right now, Above and I hate to say this because like Quake is kind of my main focus, but like Doom has kind of consumed me lately. I, I've been this is going to be like the third Doom oriented podcast in a row, but I, I don't I don't mean to say I hate to say it like it's a great thing. Doom is experiencing some sort of a renaissance right now. I think that's from the efforts of uh, you guys and also definitely Nationwide Moose really bridging the gap because he, you know, it's the U.S. Quake community is what he does, but like it's so Doom heavy at this point. And, and I like that. I think it's a neutral ground. Flambeau said that many times. Like the neutral ground for Doom can just be the Quake community. Like if you, you'll never see a, in the keep or in the USQC, you're not going to see uh, differential categories between like this is for Odomex players and this is for Z Damon players and this is for whatever the fuck. It's just like uh, classic Doom, or you know, for for them, it's like some kind of weird reference to some god I don't understand because Cathala is the only god, and I, I think that's important. I think it's it's really important to not show that because you'll see in in Quake, like Quake categories, you'll see like Quake One, Quake Two, Quake Three, Quake Four. Quake Live, Quake 4 is kind of an afterthought now, but, you know, and then Quake Champions, but all of those people, for the most part, get along. Uh, in Doom, if you start segmenting people like that, if you say, like, oh, this is just for Odomex players, like, oh, well, fuck you, man. Like, why why separate like that? So that, that's always been my opinion. Like, there shouldn't be a, a dividing line because at the end of the day, we're all we're all just playing Doom 2 or Doom or whatever the fuck, you know. At the, at the end of the day, like, we're just, we're all trying to accomplish the same goal. Each of the different clients is trying to essentially accomplish the same thing uh they just do it in different ways and that doesn't mean that we can't enjoy it and i think you you in particular have uh done an excellent job of hosting tournaments on different clients and it not causing any kind of problem within the community and i think that's great we have suffered through what 15 years of back and forth with you know the three main doom ports and all the disagreements that come with that you know, there's the multiplayer community, uh, at least the multiplayer CTF, com- because that's really 
the only community that used to matter in a lot of people's eyes were the people who played CTF. And, you know, they were from all different backgrounds. And so there was, I think there was a really huge divide um, between them where a lot of them preferred Z Damon and a lot of them preferred Xandronum or Skulltag. Um, and so you could never get everyone on the same page. And it was just constant back and forth. And things, I mean, things were a lot more populated 10 years ago. So I think uh, the level of drama and, uh, you know, just negativity was a lot higher. Um, and so trying to trying to get them to play, like, for for example, when the International Doom League decided it would move to Otomex, uh, that they probably lost what, like 30% of their player base just in that move alone. And then in the subsequent years, you know, you kind of had to rebuild that because people were so dead set against using anything that is not their favorite thing. You know, it didn't matter if you were running the greatest tournament in the world. Um, it did. It just didn't matter. You know, this isn't what I want to play, so I'm not going to play it. And I think we just, we reached like the, I did anyway, and I, I'm sure I'm not the only person who reached this point, but I reached a point like a year ago where I said, I'm just done. Like I'm either going to walk away from this and just, you know, go and have a fucking life somewhere, or I'm going to change the way that we've been doing it ever since, because it's just too negative, And this is supposed to be a fun game. Like, yeah, I'll compete and I'll try to win, but you know, it's like, I shouldn't have to, uh, nobody should have to go to sleep hating themselves because they fucking get on the computer and somebody harasses them about a game, you know? So, um, I don't know. I'm sure I'm not the only person that that feels that way, or I'm sure I'm not the first person that felt that way. But I decided that I was going to do something about it. Um, and luckily, I think I found a lot of people that share the same, you know, share the same mindset. And I just don't see how doing things the way that we were doing them is going to get us moving forward. You know, past like five more years. Like I just I don't see how we could continue to play this game um, with all these people that just hate each other for much longer i mean you reach a point right in your life where you know maybe when you hit 30 or something where you're like i'm just done with this like why am i wasting my energy on this and as the clock continues to push me towards that age you know i'm like i just don't need this shit so that was just my you know that was just my every man every day yeah i don't know the other point uh why we really have to focus on bringing everyone together is that actually, yeah, the number of players, the total number is, is dwindling. Like there's no way around it. Like, as you said, now we get some sort of renaissance and maybe we can pat ourselves on the shoulder about that, but that's <laughs> just in the eye of the beholder. But yeah, overall, like, I'll take credit for it. Yeah. <laughs> he took <he> to credit. <laughs> so 10 years ago, uh, the numbers were huge. Like, uh, around the clock, you would see servers uh, jam-packed full of people. Like There would always be three FFA servers running on the most popular worlds. There would always be public CTF servers f- filled to the point where like a group of people just moved to another server so they could also play. Uh, and that really dropped down steeply some five years ago, I guess, with the with like there was this death of IDL and death of the deathmatch leagues. Like uh, things just went into like to nowhere, 
And then there was a long radio silence and people just uh, start vanishing. So now that we basically had to uh, restart everything from scratch, uh, there's not enough players to go around uh, in Zendronum or in the Demon to uh, feed tournaments every week, basically. So, yeah, we had to basically uh, fold all of these communities together. At least we're trying, uh, because otherwise uh, we wouldn't have the numbers to even run this entire uh, deal. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, actually, I want to uh, ask you, is there something similar going with Quake? Or are the numbers still really strong? Okay, uh, I think Quake overall had a, a had a big kind of return because of Quake Champions, essentially. Like, you know, it, it's still not as marketed as a lot of people wish it were, but Quake Champions did put a lot of eyes on the brand of Quake. And then, you know, and people talked a lot about how, well, this isn't really Quake. This is, you know, the champions and all that. Whatever opinion you have about that, I don't really care. Uh, point being, a lot of people were like, okay, well, I, I don't really necessarily love this, but I do like the idea of what you're talking about. Can I try Quake World? Then they end up playing Quake World and Quake 2 and Quake Live and all of them. And people kind of like segmented into those little communities. I, I myself am a huge, hugely guilty party of like, I kind of shut the, bo- I, I shut the door on Quake Champions a little bit. Like I, I still love it uh, for what it is, but I don't enjoy, like when I play it, I don't have a great fucking time. And it's, it doesn't feel like ecstasy to me anymore. Uh, whereas when I play Quake World, I do feel that way. Um, I think there's still a lot of work to be done. Quake World, honestly, I think Quake World is easier to get every like it's easier to get more people in a room because there's only one really viable client for it like there's only like we're all going to meet up on you know uh just the usqc server or whatever the fuck in the in the same easy quake client whereas doom has the challenge of like well it's people some people are playing otomex some people are playing uh sandronum some people are playing z damon and you, you kind of have to like do a little extra work but i'd say there are more people playing doom probably than are playing quake world it's just an organization an organizational problem um with that said we are witnessing as we speak i think it's actually it isn't on yet because they're still doing the quake tournament but uh a lot of people had a lot of comments to say about the fact that QuakeCon is using Otomex as opposed to you know the other clients and i was curious if you guys had a an idea of like why that is i know i know it's a, like I just keep getting hints that it's really controversial and no one wants to talk about it, but I want an answer just out of my own curiosity. I don't want to start shit. I'm just like, what is it? Like, why is that the case? I can start it uh, with that because I'm like a neutral party party here. Uh, I came to Doom uh, through the Demon, but I was never part of that historical drama that basically that I was Bones eventually was part of that. Uh, Basically, it led to uh, a thing where the North American uh, competitive scene, I would say, was basically exiled from uh, the Demon and created their uh, own port, which is Odemax. So, uh, historically, Odemax has been uh, like this this uh, rebel group uh, that 
was freeing uh, Doom from uh, you know the tyrants of of the demon and from the the casuals of of school tag. Uh, so it was kind of like marketed towards uh, the competitive scene, and that meant like there was a really high threshold to ever go. Uh, you know, and have any interest in Odamax. Like, why would you, why would you uh, go play Odamax when it so heavily caters to uh, just the elites, just the elite duelists, and no one else uh, even plays it? Like, uh, the servers were always kind of like uh, empty. You can go and uh, find someone to play a casual game. And then the other communities, uh, saw Odemax as something like they don't uh, they aren't really interested in like they can't go play survival in there because that's not even supported I think the co-op is still kind of iffy uh, and there were also like uh, for a long time there were technical issues like uh, bugs and and some certain stuff was not really uh, working correctly I guess uh for a long like i actually saw that like 10 years ago they they finally implemented the slopes that's, that's probably some uh it was less than 10 years ago it was in um 2012 2012 okay so Odemax always played catch up with the other uh ports that were already far more developed and had maybe less ambitions when it comes to you know writing everything from the ground, because famously Zedemon and uh, Zendronum use the build code for slopes, while Odemax wrote it from scratch. Uh, so yeah, they're playing catch-up, and that means that a lot of people who are used already used to Zedemon or Zendronum are like, yeah, but why should I move there? I'm happy here. And when uh, Odemax was picked up, some saw it as as just lobbying from certain parties, and I don't think so because this is it, it's an elite tournament, so why not use the elite port, so to say? Uh, but yeah, a lot of people saw that as kind of like meddling from someone who whispered in the correct ears. Yeah, I mean, I think too a lot of stuff lingers from the past with Z Damon, um, you know. Odemex was created, I think, purely out of political reasons. I, uh, you know, I think they might maybe dispute that fact now and say that you know they're they're trying to create a port that's that's more vanilla Doom. You know, it's it's more true to the essence of Doom um, because Z Damon famously uh, closed its source, and that started uh, a really big thing, and it it might still linger with a lot of people today. Um, but that started a really big thing with the group of people that then split off and created Odomex. So there's just been this huge political divide uh, for the last 15 years. And I think, like I said, I think there's still a lot of that that lingers in um, maybe people that are setting up these tournaments here that, that don't, that they're not in the everyday um, conversations with people where it's like, you know, a lot of this stuff has really dissipated over the years. You know, there's there's really not a lot of animosity towards Z Damon anymore. Um, 
or there's really not that much animosity amongst any of the ports anymore. So, I mean, really, I don't know why they chose Odemex. I don't, it could have been someone's preference. It could have just been, oh, we used it last time. Um, you know, let's use it again. But I mean, I think, I think either any of the three ports could have been a viable option. Um, I just think, yeah, I just think they, they should have probably consulted with people who, um, play multiplayer doom a little bit more often. Maybe they wouldn't have chosen Odomex. I don't know. I would say the problem isn't actually in Odomex. I would have more issues with the map picks. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm not looking fine. forward to the maps in the tournament. I mean, I, I, I think, well, you want to talk about the maps in the FFA tournament because one of the maps says in the text file not to use it, right? Yeah, it's Brit 10, uh, map six, uh, Brit 11, map six. That's literally, uh, two square rooms connected via, um, a door. Well, it's uh, an arcway. It's not exactly the door. And it's it's tiny. Uh, they're played in eight players, I think. The, the, the tournament is eight players per round. I think so. And this that particular map is a joke. It's a credit room for that uh, for, for that map set. Uh, it just has like uh, pictures of the other maps on the walls. And it's never been supposed to be played seriously. It's just kind of been in rotation when Brit 11 was really popular in FFA servers like 10 years ago. So maybe someone remembers that time. And that's why they chose it. But I would never choose that map for anything competitive. Because it's 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 just a joke. Well, and not to do any more self-promotion or anything. But we the one tournament that we really have perfected is the FFA tournament. And... We go through, and it, I mean, I, I will go through like 15 to 20 wads, you know, every time we run a tournament. And I pick out maps, and I have people vote on them. But it's like, even when you, you give people 15 maps and have them choose six, they can vote on the maps, and they still complain about them. So it's like, I don't know. They could have done, I would have liked to have been consulted um, regarding the FFA maps. I don't think you can just pick any map and throw it out there. You have to be very selective about what you pick. And then even right, if you're if you're playing with eight people, I mean, what are you gonna play you gonna play like uh, you know, C D C T F MP three cast off maps that like huge maps that, that fit like four hundred people in them? I don't know, because most of the FFA DM maps that you play can't really fit eight people comfortably to the point where you can even say that skill was involved in someone winning, you know? So it's there's all these little things that are kind of interesting. Different than the way that, you know, we would do them, I guess. So I have a, a like a four-pronged train of thought going on. I'm going to try to take it in order. Um, and hopefully by the end of it, I remember each point that I'm going to make. First of all, the Czech, the other Czech guy's name is Duck. Yeah. I know Duck. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Really, really nice guy. He sounds like he's British, though, when he speaks English. Oh. I, I've never uh, spoken to him, and if, if I did, I would probably speak Czech, so I wouldn't know. I guess so. Yeah, he, he's explicitly, like, I was like, okay, so you're from the UK? And he's like, oh, no, not exactly. <laughs> so, I don't know, Australia? No. Um, okay, where are you from? You've never heard of it? I'm like, yes, I have. Come on, go ahead. And he's like, it used to be called uh, Czechoslovakia. I'm like, 
okay, so you're from the Czech Republic. Well, not necessarily. It's, <laughs> I'm like, all right, get over it, man. But and yeah. Um, I know that he's actually, he's for a long time, he ran the Thursday night survival events on as a demon. Super fun. I love that's, this. That, that's something I always admired, like that event. It's, yeah, it, it runs for, I think, six years now. Really long time. Not as long as EDS. <laughs> and yeah, he's he's been uh, part of the moderation team that that's been picking picking uh, map sets and actually like preparing small additional wards of doing fun fun stuff when you complete it for the first time, and then have another run and you just add weird monsters to the to the map set or or like uh, have double damage. Or just just increasingly make it more difficult for for the guys that linger around for the third or fourth rotation. So yeah, that's him. <laughs> okay, uh, point point two of the fork. Um, you guys mentioned how perhaps Odomex was uh, chosen as it is, you know, the the, the elite quote unquote client. I think we uh, see the exact same thing in Quake Champions, in that the game is sort of meant for the elite top tier players. And then the, uh, the lower tier, the middle tier, as I would call myself, probably feel left out because then the updates don't really address the issues that we face. I, I, d- I had a really good talk with Saigib about that. And, you know, he plays he, the big, the big topic was CTF at the time and quake champion CTF to me, uh, kind of fucking sucks. That's just how I feel about it. Like, personally, when I play it, I really don't, I don't have a good time. But to him, as a pro player, uh, it's just he thinks on a different wavelength than the rest of us, and he just figures out how to do it and do it well. And that's the things that we think are problems with it. Like, oh, uh, this character runs too fast, and we can't catch her. If you shoot her in the back with a rail, it's like it, she just zooms away even faster. Like, uh, I don't like that. To them, that's like a, an afterthought. Like, whatever, I'm going to win. I, I just have to win. I, I don't. I don't know. I can't get in the head of someone who like is that uh, elite of a player. But that leaves the rest of the community feeling unaddressed, as you kind of mentioned with uh, with with Odomex. Uh, a big thought that I did have about it is, as I mentioned earlier, I think before we actually started uh, recording, how the Oftentimes, the way that the the Doom clients will have uh, their spectator mode set up, it can really be shit uh, from someone who streams um, in particular. If like I want to do a Doom tournament, I'm, I'm going to pick Z Damon simply because of the fact that I have figured out exquisitely how to stream it in such a way that the spectator has the best experience. Also, because it's it's like a little more like it feels like classic Doom to me. As opposed to uh, Zandronum, which has like the shittiest spectator mode that I can possibly fucking think of, and then Odomex probably just works. Like, if they're if they're coding it from scratch, like the, I have to assume if they're showing it on the QuakeCon official stream, it's got to look good. Yeah, right? and that could be an easy factor. It's sufficient for this. Um, yeah, no, I I had a thought. Um, I think because when you're spectating and you're and you're trying to figure out what to say to make it interesting to people you have to know like part of the strategy is seeing someone's health and seeing their armor or their ammo and you know okay well now i can kind of see why he's doing this or why he's not doing this um it just makes it a lot more interesting i think part of the reason why that doesn't happen on the other ports is because 
people were abusing that. And so they would sit like, you know, in team games or whatever, someone would, would say, oh, you know, so-and-so only has five health. Um, I don't, I don't, I've never heard that happen, but um, I know that it's been mentioned that it's yeah, a thing. It's, so it's actually, yeah, it, it's been, uh, it was in Skulltag and Zendronum, the, the information was re- removed from clients, from spectators, uh, exactly because there were like uh, worries that it would be abused. Uh, what I think, uh, it's actually even been mentioned uh, that there should be uh, like a privileged spectator mode that actually has this sort of information. And I think actually, I think maybe Jhar was actually asking for it if, if we have something like that. Because there's this has been definitely discussed in the past that and it, it never like uh materialized into anything meaningful so a, a quick note about exactly that is that um one thing that open arena did for me that i i love covering their tournaments because they just it was as simple as like oh by the way mother Lord, here's the referee key so you can see everything and you also like on top of the stream like i have the, the POV of the player I'm looking at, there's a smaller screen with the POV of the opposing player. So it makes it casting a breeze. It's so simple and easy to do. And for someone like Jahar to, you know, like put in the effort to cover a Doom tournament, like the more you provide to him, the more uh, willing he's going to be to do that, I would assume. I, I'd love to get in his head about it. I, I don't know if that's going to happen this weekend or ever, but it should. Definitely, Jahar. <laughs> want to talk to you, buddy. <laughs> Actually, the uh, one point uh, the demon also has the picture-in-picture uh, mode for duels, so that's definitely uh, an improvement uh, in you know spectator comfort. Uh, I would just really uh, like the, to see that this this privileged spectator mode that would have like uh, all sorts of extra information. Though so someone would probably find a way to hack it and abuse it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for lack of finding a better term, you know, I'm sure they'd find some way to ghost that information, you know, if it was available. Um, but no, I mean, I'm sure if we drop a little, a little message into Flambo's discord, you know, it'd be in a week, we'd get a new version of Z Damon with it released. I don't know, but yeah, you're right. I mean, I think it's, it just adds to the experience as a spectator, as like a normal spectator. I don't think you need it. Um, but for streaming purposes, I mean, if I, if you want to see all that information, you should just watch the stream. Um, but as a normal spectator, I don't know. It is my complete and thorough opinion that if you want new players to pick up Doom, you need to be streaming it. Like, that, that's just how young kids find games. If you want them to take any kind of interest in it at all, it needs to be, first and foremost, it needs to be easy for them to access. I mean, I'm talking really easy. I'm talking search bars that work correctly. I'm talking about 100% like failure proof. You download the right wad and you play it immediately, or else they're just going to delete the shit and not play it. And it needs you know, it needs to be uh, accessible through through Twitch. I mean, I'm not, I'm not by no stretch of the imagination. I'm not not even close to being a significant streamer. I, I just do it because I think it's important to expose it. If if you want people to take notice of the fact that like oh there's these weekly tournaments going on in the ndf it, it needs to be out there it should be on twitch it should be on youtube it should be on twitter everything and, and it's hard to do I, I totally get that i hate twitter i, I hate twitter i i use the account 
like to auto post podcasts. And I try, I try my best to just try like, drop something in there every, every now and again. But the real conversation goes on on Discord. Uh, that's that's definitely the best way to communicate between games. However, Discord only applies to your insular community and whatever connected community you have. Whereas Twitter, you can I don't know hashtag QuakeCon or whatever the fuck, and then everybody who uses that uh, handle will then be able to find it. So that's another way to expand and expose. The, whatever it is that you're trying to promote. And that's really important. I think in general that you make it accessible. I can't stress that enough. I agree. And I think YouTube for me was really accessible um, when we started doing, because the way that I used to do my little podcasts was I would record it on TeamSpeak. I would take the recording and upload it to a website. And then, so, you know, the 30 people in the community can listen to it, but it's not really... Um, you know, it's not really reaching any other audience. At least on YouTube, you know, you can see it, we stream our stuff live usually, which, you know, good or bad, I don't know. Um, but you can see how many people are listening to it live. And then, of course, you can see the amount of views that you get. But going beyond YouTube and trying to get, uh, you know, <laughs> trying to expand to other things almost requires paying someone to do it. You know, you need somebody really dedicated to doing it. I mean, I, I use Twitter, like, on a personal basis, but, I mean, I, I don't know that I could sit there and, and post, you know, my own podcast and stuff to, I don't know, but it's really hard. It's really hard to reach a new audience, but I think that's that's the one last thing that probably both Doom and Quake communities have to overcome is, is how to reach, you know, the people that, or the kids that want to play Fortnite, or the kids that are playing Rocket League, or... You know, whatever game is just like download and jump in and play. You know, you have to, we have to figure out some way to overcome that before we all get too fucking old, you know. I think Z Damon uh, definitely is, it's still, it still has a, l- a little bit of a barrier of entry, but of the clients that I've tried out, it definitely seems like the easiest to just like plug and play. I mean, you go in, you have basically two things to change right off the bat. You want to turn off head bob so that you don't get the weird, you know, bug with the screen lag. And maybe I discourage people now that I've learned a little bit. Thank you, uh, Domains, for pointing it out to me. But it, uncapped doesn't matter in Doom. If you want to uncap your frame rate, that it just it's fucking. It, it only exists for the sake of you being able to say it does, but it actually diminishes, I think, from your experience. I just really feel like there needs to be, and maybe Odomex ends up being that over time. I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't care what it is. I, I don't care what it is. I think there just has to be a place for kids to be like, I want to play Doom. I want to try it out. I, I talk a lot about on this podcast about my sixteen year old brother who just played. He he just played Brutal Doom on my laptop one time, and now he's obsessed with building a computer. He's like, I just want to play that game. I just want to play that game, and. It needs to be so fucking easy for him to do it that it won't matter, or else he's going to forget about it. And every day that goes by that he's not able to do that, it just I'm like, yeah, he may, he may not pick it up. So I, I, can, I don't know. I, I feel like I keep ranting about that, but it has to be accessible. Uh, I'm I'm kind of surprised that you're so, uh, you know, in the know about Z Damon because they're so like they were always so insular. Yeah, of of all the three ports, like Zendronum is the big one that has. Uh, Thank Flambo for that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I was going to drop him as his name because yeah, for the most uh, for the longest time, Zendronum was the big one. 
uh, has it has the most players because it's the like the most moddable one, the most accessible one for I guess people who know who are, what they are doing. Like you can run almost anything on it. Like the demon is limited in its scope. Like you can't run brutal doom on it. You can run brutal doom on on Zendronum. Like yeah, you can run multiplayer brutal doom on Zendronum. So that's they have their uh, wide uh, audience of people who just want to mod their wards to to hell and back. Like uh, all of the. Uh, Weapon modifiers and and uh, RPG systems and everything, everything can be run on Zendrodom. Uh And the demon was like, then you had Odamax. It was uh, like trying to present first. It's tried to present itself as the elite port. Then they kind of realized they were going nowhere with that. So they also try to you know open them themselves up to like uh, the the free port. Uh, and the demon was kind of like stuck that they didn't actually advertise that much anywhere. Uh, and whenever they did, there would be like a backlash from the rest of the people because there was the, all the bad blood. But recently, yeah, something has changed and the demon has actually been going around. Uh, I've heard a, a lot more about the demon in the last past six months than in the previous six years, basically. I think I have the privileged um, point of view as a complete newcomer to the whole thing that I get to just try each one and decide what I like with no prereq. Like, I don't have any preconceived notion about what each one means or what the past is or anything other than what is told to me. Uh, my immediate uh, analysis of Z Damon was that they don't release anything until they're perfectly sure it will work and and that does like result in okay there's these long periods of like we don't get anything we see it is again it ties into quake champions recently with like they they used to do an update every month and now they're doing it maybe seasonally i think that uh the reason why i'm so excited about zdm and a lot of people are talking about it again now is because when they do release something it is good uh or at least it works consistently i've never i do it every time i get in zandronum and i try to download a new wad i get the the fucking error where it's like oh you need to make sure you have the exact right wad you know it's that it's that joke the fucking who is it dog dog soft they have that fucking bullshit version like the april fool's joke version of fucking brutal doom and it's just like Ugh, like I, I can't fucking, I can't deal with this shit, man. Like I, I don't want to fucking. I, I need, after an hour of troubleshooting it, I want to just get the fuck out of here. But with uh, with Zandronum, it works a hundred percent of the time. Like I've never had that issue. So you mean Z Demon? Oh shit, yeah, Z Demon, yeah. So yeah, I'm just, gonna, I'm gonna continue to fuck up the names because they're too damn, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're too damn too similar. similar. But that, that's the whole crux of it. Is like it, it just works. Like it works correctly. It works as I expect it to. So therefore, I'm going to use it. The big change in in like uh, its evolution was uh, the demon one point zero nine, and that came out uh, I would say two thousand eleven. Yeah, and that came out as a uh, as a beta uh, because they still had to polish a lot of the things that uh, they were introducing, and because of that they disabled uh, recording demos. 
and that was a like they didn't want to create you know this this unsupported uh level of of like 1.09 beta that would eventually uh just it the dem- demos wouldn't work because they didn't want to uh support it backwards but that beta was there for i would say four or five years yeah so for for four or five years there was no way of recording demos uh on the demon and that's kind of like a big deal because uh, at least the competitive scene and like anyone who who tries to speed run anything on on the demon there's actually such a thing <laughs> uh you wouldn't be able to do it at all so uh this is actually one of the reasons why uh for example the the competitive community kind of like uh, left the demon just just trickled out because there would be no way uh of of storing it and this is long before uh streaming was a thing so like yeah that was uh kind of like the wasteland era yeah and i think you kind of hit you know the nail on the head with the accessibility thing because i mean especially when you talk about your 16 year old brother who watched you play it and now he really wants to play it you know i have i have two 20 year old brothers they're twins and they you know they watch me play doom all the time but the problem is you know they're like oh i you know i could never play that game i mean i i could never get to that level of of comp competition really to the you know and i could never compete with players like like us um and i think that's that was part of the problem over the last 10 years to continue to take the community approach um you need to have a community that is welcoming to new players and not you know not just be uh catered towards you know the elite players and that's that's all you know you need to be able to have these these tournaments that you know obviously these newer players know they're probably not going to win the tournament but at least you have like you know you have an opening round where people of a certain skill can sign up and if they want to you know if they need like a uh, you know, like an entry round or something where they want to play against somebody that's sort of a similar skill to them, you know, they get an opportunity to do that. So I don't know. I just, you, you're right about the accessibility thing. I think it needs to be easy to use, but it also needs to be, once they get in there, you know, they can't be turned away by the people that are playing. So there are two solutions to that problem that are tried and true. Um, and both come from the Quake community that I think the Doom community could really benefit from. King of the Hill is one of the greatest ideas that ever fucking existed because you you get paired up. I see you both pointing at each other. You get paired up with someone who is at, at least you know like the closest of the group with you skill level wise. So you get you get to con- consistently compete on a on a skill level that makes sense to you. And, and even if you lose in the first round, you, it's probably a close enough match. I've only ever had one King of the Hill I entered where I just got smashed, and that's because fucking Zenaro uh, shouldn't have been in that fucking uh, rank at the time. Uh, it, it is difficult with Doom because you don't actually, as far as... Probably a different Zenaro from... No, 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 same guy. Same guy. Same yeah, guy. Okay. Same fucking guy. Yeah, 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 that guy. But, yeah, he played in uh, King like a King of the Hill that State of Quake put on, which I'll get to in a minute. Um. And it just rape raped me right in the ass. Like for the whole match, I was like, "What the, what happened here? How are you a silver five? And he's just like, "Oh, I haven't played all my ranked matches. <laughs> like that's it. That's all it really came down to." But he, he's an amazing. I love I love using arrow. But 
uh, in general, you pair somebody up with a similar skill level and you, you rock and roll and it's fun. You guys are smiling at me. It's making me uncomfortable. Now, you, I'm going to hold the mic because I feel like you're going to say something nasty. <laughs> okay. No, we, we actually go a long way back with Zanero. So okay, we're good. Just good, like good. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's also an amazing Quake player uh, on top of being, uh, to from my understanding, pretty prominent in the Doom community. Um, the other solution that I was going to offer, I'll, I'll let you talk when I'm, I'll give you the microphone back. No. I just wanted to say that Zanero is not very good at Monopoly. That's all. He can't, he can't really trade. He's not very good at trading. Anyway, I'm sorry. Continue. Okay. The other the other uh, option I think that uh, could really benefit, and this it, it also kind of relies on it, some something of a rank system. State of Quake puts on the Diamonds in the Rough tournament every you know, at least once a month. They do a Diamonds in the Rough dual tournament, where it's, which is essentially like no elite players are allowed. If you are, you know, more than a diamond ranked or whatever, I think that's like nineteen or some bullshit. Like I, some, if you're a really really good player, you're not allowed to play. Only only the really shitty players like me are allowed to enter the tournament. And that also kind of puts a cap on it. It's like okay, so if you want to win, the, it, it, this is the the winner of this tournament is someone who has the the capability of becoming you know an elite player or something like that. Someone you know that could be really really respected and that lowers the skill ceiling but honestly i think these are more interesting uh tournaments uh for especially for me to cast or, or to spectate is that um low, lower tier players they they take more risks you know they do they do stupid shit i do stupid shit all the time when i play like they they do uh things that you would never see an elite player do you would ne- you're never going to see rafa uh just completely ignore item timing and out frag his opponent for 10 minutes like what happened to to me against Zinner. and um <laughs> you're not, you're not going to see that right? and and a few other people that are like you just you you can see uh how a person will focus on one particular skill and become excellent at that but they lack another skill and you can see it change through the ranks you can see like you will not become this rank until you have mastered x or y and I think that those are uh, advantageous, but but to tie that back into Doom, if you could create something like that, I think that it would also fix the problem of people getting in there and just getting getting their rectum turned into a fucking sleeping bag, and and not having the best time. So that that's another part of it that needs to be taken uh, into account. Ranking system was something that we wanted to have. Uh, like at one point, there was a, a push. Uh, to have like uh, an ELO sort of thing ranking system where people would actually get points for for just even random duels. But uh, sadly, that effort kind of didn't go. Like there, there was even a, like a beta version of that, but then it kind of crashed out. Not sure. Uh, there was Watermelon's idea, right? Well, I mean, plus the problem with that too is like, do you ever reset the rankings? I mean, or do they just continue, you know... In to infinity, uh, you have to you have to uh, probably seasonally or kind of like degrade it over time because otherwise someone would just uh, you know win their one hundred matches and then never touch the game again to, to sit on the throne. Uh, but yeah, it, we were close at one point, but then then 
it kind of like failed in its efforts. So that's a shame. Uh, the other thing is we, uh, a long time ago, when we were actually doing IDL and I was running uh, tournaments on the Demon, we actually did intermediate tournaments and there was even one full season uh, for like the the IDLR. I actually played in that. <laughs> that was my first season in IDL because IDL was uh, like uh, North American, uh, based in North America. So I, I as, a, as a Euro, had a disadvantage. So in my first year, I was basically uh, playing in that. Yeah, because back then there were so many people that were signing up, um, but it was hard because you know the the private CTF community they the games in the IDL were three v three. So when you played private private ctf you know they wanted to make it 3v3 which left out a whole bunch of people because you know even if you weren't playing oh you wanted to be in the server and you wanted to talk and you wanted to do this and this so you know even though we went from like 12 teams to eight teams and uh there were still a lot of people that were left out so we had the idea i don't know whose idea it was i don't remember but to create you know the idlr which is the ideal reserve league so that was for the people that did not get drafted onto a team and so you'd essentially, you know, you'd pick some captains um, with people who uh, who were people that were in the normal IDL, and they were able to be captains and then draft. Uh, thank you. And then they were able to draft, you know, some of these people that didn't get chosen in the regular league, but it gave it gave them a chance to actually play. So that was exciting. Um, but with the the lower skilled players also comes less dedication so it was harder to get the games done um so there's a lot of there's a lot of downsides to it i mean i i wanted to come out with a dual system um a few months ago where it's like you know every six weeks the ladder resets so you know you might have um three dual tournaments over the course of six weeks and um you know then that ladder locks into place and maybe you you know depending on whether or not you qualify, you can then enter in the giant tournament or something. Um, oh, I, I like the diamonds in the rough system. Yeah. We wouldn't, because uh, the problem with uh, back when I was running the intermediate t- uh, tournaments, uh, they would run parallel with the, like the full tournament. And like you would have people who would like struggle deciding if they want to run with the pros, with, with the bad boys or, go into the lower one and actually like maybe progress. Uh, so you would find people misplaced in, in the wrong one and they would get creamed in round one with no frags at all. Well, no, you always get some frags in Doom, but it would be like 50 to uh, 15 or something embarrassing like that. Yeah. Uh, so I like the idea of running just the intermediate tournament at one week and basically uh, have the, the good guys, well, sit it out. Too, too bad you, you don't get to play it this week. Because then, yeah, uh, you wouldn't have these these guys who uh, feel like, yeah, I'm not going to go for the intermediate because I'm good enough uh, to challenge in, in the higher-seeded one, but then they're just going to get crushed. Another thing that State of Quake does very well is uh, their sacrifice tournaments, which is essentially sort of like capture the flag and Quake champions. But they will 
have their elite players, like if you know we get four elite players that sign up or, or whatever the number happens to be, uh, they will make them team captains. Like you are a team captain, and you're going to be given a, a group of novice, you know, compared to you players, and then they will, you know, kind of look to you for leadership. But you're not going to have co- completely unbalanced teams or anything like that. I think that could also really benefit uh, the the effort. To, to balance the games. Uh, the, the CTF tournament, man, Bones, you sucked that day uh, when I watched you guys. Um, I'm just kidding. But, but your team lost, and uh, that, I think that speaks volumes. Get over it. <laughs> they can't hear you. <laughs> um, I have control because this is the way we sat. To anyone listening, uh, the micro- there are two microphones. Oh, who we got? Who we got? Who's interrupting? It's Violent Heart. Yay. He's wearing his Doom shirt. How appropriate for the podcast we're doing. And X24. Uh, when the viewers listen to this, they'll know that uh, Violent Heart's computer exploded into flames. And uh, X24 is now using my computer. That's right. Yeah. Water rocks. Yep. It's, it's going to be our secret victory by exploding. <laughs> anyway, uh, back to what we were saying. Yeah, to find any way to make Doom uh, feel more competitive to a new player is definitely the best way to get people into it for sure. Uh, There's no, there's no other way around it. But to, we talked about this a little bit earlier with the, you know, how is the Quake community dealing with the same problems that 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 the two can learn a lot from each other, and I think that's what the USQC is feeding off of right now. That's why they're blowing up so fucking big. They're just monumental, like as far as users and like every sing every night of the week, they have an event. And I think that has to do with the fact that they're like nationwide moose is playing in both. He's playing in the quake shit and he's playing in the doom shit and he's taking everything he learns from quake and applying that to doom and vice versa. You know, it's funny. I've actually been meaning to talk to him because I would love, like, I just can't, I can't do events every night. Um, but I need to find people. I feel like I want to do events every single night. Um, and it's interesting that you talked about, you know, having like a, like someone of a certain skill and you, you say, okay, well, you are going to be a captain and the people that you choose have to be someone of lesser skill. We actually tried that, um, during, I don't know if you're familiar with the game mode team last man standing. Um, it's essentially, uh, I don't know. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 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 And whoever eliminates the other team completely wins the round yeah so you know we messed around with that but one of the things that we decided to do which was i think different for the doom community was to say you know here are six highly skilled people and you're all going to be captains and then your second player is going to be you know like let's say you were to have a tiering or you're going to rank players you know your second player would be someone you know slightly below you and then your third player would be someone slightly below them and so we kind of just made sure that the teams were were even enough that it wasn't, you know, three uh, three devastations teaming up together. And, you know, I think a lot, I think the teams and the captains actually did a really good job of, of finding people that wouldn't normally play and stuff like that. That was kind of my goal. So we actually got somebody, I, I teamed up with Dew and uh, someone else. But he was not somebody who was like, oh, yeah, you know, I've always wanted to join a tournament. I just um, I just haven't because I was, like, afraid or, you know, 
I don't know. So I plucked him out, and I think a couple other captains did the same thing. But you have to do stuff like that to get people involved. Um, and so that's I'm, I know I'm I'm veering off course a little, um, but I don't think I sucked in the three way CTF tournament. Uh, <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, I mean, you have to in order to get people involved, you have to as the community leaders or as the higher skilled players, you have to take that step and reach out to them. Otherwise they're just going to sit and idle in your discord server essentially. So no, I, I really, uh, I like the idea of three way CTF. I just, I have to figure out a way for, um, me to cover that event more extensively. The only reason I didn't stream the whole thing is because I had already agreed to do the open arena tournament uh, earlier that day. And then by the time I, that was finished, I was like, I took a break. And then uh, Mrs. Motherload was like, oh, spend time with me. And then I made it for the finals. But I, it is a real, true life excuse. But I needed to, uh, I, I need to really like kind of dive deep into like what, what is the best way to present this um, and what, you know, and, and really learn the game myself. I should play it. Uh, there's what it really comes down to. I, I just need to enter an event and really get a feel for how it works and then come back with, uh, with a new perspective. That's, that's something I hate doing is, um, casting something that I don't fully understand. Like that, that sucks. Like that really feels disingenuous and I don't like to do that, but I also want to expose everything that I can because that's an exciting new, uh, way to play doom that people don't are, don't have an awareness of um hopefully they will gain awareness of that through through podcasts like this or through what you know posts on discord i, I really would like if i can i'm just gonna be totally candid me and uh, nationwide moose had a long conversation about how you could do so much better about promoting and i i would love to see that um more and i'll again i'll help in any way that i can because i just i love everything about what's going on i just people aren't aware of it because they don't know about it like they don't have any way to dive into that because you you know you post in your discord and only the people in your discord see it um yeah we disseminate uh in like uh, other doom discords that we are in there's a few around but yeah it's mostly preaching to the same audience because it's the same people in all of all of those discords (laughs) observing uh statistics it's very depressing and it makes me want to vomit a little bit, but most people find about find out about this shit through Reddit. And and that's crazy. Like uh, the podcast is like 50% people come from Reddit. I don't know why that is. Uh, I don't, I've never used Reddit other than to promote podcasts. I genuinely have never had like a really good experience in Reddit other than people like writing back and be like, I love this podcast or voting it or something like that. But in general, like Reddit is just like a kind of a cesspool. I don't want to speak poorly upon it. If you're coming from Reddit and, and you have a differing opinion, please like let me know. But I, I've never enjoyed using it the same way I don't enjoy using Twitter. However, Reddit is so uh, deeply embedded in the Google uh, algorithm, I guess. Like if people, you know, they Google something and Reddit is one of the first things that comes up. So if, if you Google multiplayer doom and if that you exists. Google QuakeCon brackets. Right. <laughs> if you Google that, it, more than likely a Reddit search will pop up. Reddit is a trusted website, so people are going to click on it. And if they see like, oh, there's a new podcast out about multiplayer doom, maybe I should check this out. 
I, I guess that's just a, a, a very typical way that people find out about this kind of stuff. So, uh, I, I guess just like branch, branch out a little bit, man. Like even, even just posting in like every discord that you're involved in. I have like all of them are muted, but like 36 discords or some fucking bullshit like that that I'm in. And every, every time I like release something, I just kind of like, I try to keep it topical. I'm not going to post like diabolical podcast or whatever the fuck in, in the doom discord because no one there gives a shit, but I would definitely not take like a, a dusk podcast and drop that into, you know, John Romero's discord. John Romero, if you're listening to this, uh, you should be in your discord. Yeah. <laughs> But no, he he, do, he does have a Discord server that's public. Um, I just I don't know. I, I feel like there's so, so there's so much footwork that can easily be done in 30 minutes of your time by like posting shit just every fucking where. Because even if the people even if the people in that community fucking hate you for it, like they're like, oh, why would you post that shit here? Like, there's got to be at least at least one person who's like, oh, this is neat. I'll check that out. And if they do, then they're gonna tell their friends. Like, actually, that post that you shit on was pretty good. And and then you'll, it has to grow from there. It has to, or else I'm, uh, my life's work is in vain. But I try to do that. Like, you know, I, I, I have, I will say I have not done a great job of, of doing it in your discord. Um, which is surprising that I've been able to get some quake players, um, which is, it's been really cool, you know, because I think cross-pollination is a cool thing but build up a whole quake server the other day uh, an ffa server with just z daemon players yeah i saw that that was nationwide moose and so i'm like i gotta talk to this guy i mean i just i need help doing it because i mean i can i, I will i can post on you know our discord classic doom discord you know some other discords i'll post it on doom world forums I'll post it on Zdaemon, I'll post it on Xandronum, wherever, but, you know, there will always be something that I miss, and I just, I post it once, you know, I post it once on the other discords outside of ours, and then when I'm done doing that, anytime I try to, you know, remind people, I just do it in hours, and I don't really go out of my way multiple times to post it, so... You're right. I'm sure I could probably do a better job at that. I would like to find some more people, and I think we're starting to hit it on some more people that are going to help us. Um, Flambo. Yeah, Flambo. Um, Vertigo is running his own tournament. We're actually going to be hosting our first um, Oceanic tournament. So, you know, yeah, Australia or New Zealand. I'm not sure where the servers are going to be hosted. Yeah. He's New Zealander, so it's probably going to be based in New Zealand. Yeah, and it's like fucking 3 a.m. Pacific time or something. I said, hey, I'll be there. You know, it's a Saturday morning. But um, people like that, that's what I'm looking for. You know, people that just, they come in, they enjoy the tournaments, you know, it's and so you, you snag them up and you're like, you can come help us. You can be part of this. Um, do my dirty work for me, you know, type stuff. But yeah, you're right. I could do a better job. You know, community outreach is important. So I kind of, I, I'm just going to leave like a closing thought here. I learned that I watched a documentary about my favorite band, which is the Wu-Tang Clan and Mastodon, but we're talking about the Wu-Tang Clan right now. Mastodon is, we'll, t- we'll talk about that off the air, the greatest band, uh, but the, the Wu-Tang Clan, I watched a documentary about them the other day and the RZA did this thing that I think is going to be a great place to leave off, okay? So if you're listening or in the room, hold out your hand. Your left or your right, it doesn't matter. And just hold out your index finger. And then imagine trying to break that. 
it'd be pretty fucking easy. Okay, now do the peace sign. Index finger and your flip-off finger. Okay, so that means we come in peace. But if you make a fist, and that's all your hands, all your fingers together, everyone together all at one time, that's power. And I think that's what we need to do in all of the arena community is like we need to all come together and we would be far more powerful than we are being segmented. And that's my whole message. Like it's everything that I stand for in general is like this, the segmentation, the fucking idea that we, we have to like, Oh man, I don't like, I don't like that other game or I don't like that other fucking client or I don't like it. Whatever the fuck, let that shit go come together and we'll all be stronger and everyone will benefit. High tide raises all fucking ships, man. And if you, if you don't, grab onto a lifeboat and find a group of people to help you out. If you're trying to do this shit alone, it's you're just going to sink. And I don't want to see that happen to Doom. I don't want to see that happen to Quake. I don't want to see that happen to Dusk. Any of these games that I love, like I want these communities to band together and Catholic Cathedral, blah, 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 blah. When you changed your hand into a fist, I thought we were going to enter into some other strange party. Um, <laughs> but you're right. I mean, that's what I'm all about now is... I was very I was part of that very insular community for a long time and once you get out of it it's like uh it's like Stockholm syndrome, you know? Like once you find your escape, you never want to go back. So I think I think we've really hit on something. And like I said at the beginning, you know, to have these communities that are that are coming together that you know, it's not even the same fucking game, you know, we're playing 10 different games and we all just, you know, we get along. I mean, it's pretty cool. So I'm with you on that. You know, I think we need to continue down that path and I don't want to drown. So I'm going to try to find some people to help me out with that. But you must, you must drown because that's how you meet the drowned God. But after that, you need to swim. Is that like a, is that a quote from the Bible? The church of Catholic. (laughs) Okay. I was, I would just add that, Basically, I was trying to do this this unification thing somewhere around 2011 when I was uh, basically I became I, I rose to power in IDL uh, and I was basically like like they their token euro on 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 the IDL board, but I was also in like high standing in in the demon uh, hierarchy at that point, and I tried to you know heal some of the rifts because I thought they were pretty much petty and and pointless and boy oh boy back then it crashed down very badly <laughs> because it just wasn't the right time for the, for healing so you got I, really mad at me <laughs> yeah there was because back then it basically my all of my effort of of trying to reconcile things ended up with bones being banned from the demons <laughs> so those were not good times for for this unification crap the the, the lovey-dovey peaceful talk and I'm I'm really glad that now eight years later, when ev- everyone thought Doom would already be dead, we actually kind of are reaching this this point of, of singularity. And it also like uh, we also see this this uh, coming together with with Quake people, Quake community, and it's like I wouldn't even imagine that last year when we were starting. No, yes, no, it's been a really it's been a really good surprise. So. On that note, I think we shall we shall part. But um, yeah, it was a really great experience talking to you, and I'm sure we will have more of these. Probably not in person anytime soon, but it was nice to meet you. And uh, yeah, 
talk to you guys later. Only one of us was wearing pants during the course of this interview. <laughs>